Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly McCurman, as I like to call Hello. her. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for joining us in the co-hostess seat. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's uh it's here's my weather report right away. <laughs> I am so happy for sunshine. <laughs> Woo! I am just I think I have been like sucked into the gray like everybody else, right? I'm happy that there's snow on the ground. Like, Are you? It feels like winter. Like, I am not oh. mad at winter. And I, you're a Floridian, so it's like you need to, you still have room to appreciate it. I do. I mean, we've lived here for 22 years now. But yeah, the four seasons, I still enjoy them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I still well, enjoy them. And then you just got a car with all-wheel drive. So I did just I feel get- <laughs> like this is a moment. I literally... This, I am putting the car through its paces. Let's see, point. right? I yeah, literally, yeah. on Valentine's night, when it was snowing, I got in my car, and I was like, oh, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, you have your Jeep. You like to... I know. I want a four-wheel drive it all over the place. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Thank belated. You. Thank happy you. belated birthday to you as well. Thank you. Yes, yes, it was You're, a week. How do you feel about having the day before, or two days before Valentine's Day? Is that normally a... Like a thing? Um, I mean, Valentine's Day, we've, we've never done anything like super no. big for that. I mean, and our friend Kelly has her birthday I know, on Valentine's on Day. On Valentine's Day. Um, so it, it hasn't really ever bothered me that it's around Valentine's Day. But you, by the time my birthday gets around, I'm... You're I'm, tired of I'm, all the rest of us? I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of partied out. I mean, <laughs> we... <laughs> Our friend group is a little stacked in the Aquarian. It, well, we come well, off in the, of... In the wintertime. We come off of anniversary, Christmas, New Year's yeah. into... Three of you have, including my husband, have yeah. birthdays in January. Yeah, and then yeah, we, and you and Kelly and I were the Aquarians. We always sort yeah. of do something together. Yeah, and so by the time my birthday gets here, I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We went to Rosalia. Oh, how was that? Fantastic. They had some the best gluten free pizza in the. Do they cities. really? I'm gonna say that. Do you want to say that? I will. Say you want to put the stamp of Molly approval there? I will. Okay. Best gluten free pizza in the Twin Cities. Wow. Even Keith, like. You know, he's very discerning. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> That's the Valentine's Day week of describing that. <laughs> we, I ordered all gluten-free pizza. Like, they couldn't even get their regular pizza. No. I'm like, I want to be able to eat all of it. I want every taste. It's my birthday. And uh, he's like, I would not know this is gluten-free. Oh, if wow. If you had not told me. Oh, great. Yeah. It was really That's good. fantastic. So mm-hmm. there's a tip, yo, that, mm-hmm. you know, the GF at... Uh, 
Rosalia, which is in Linden Hills, and it's a Danny Del Prado spot. Yeah, sort of attached sort of in the back of Martina. And they have a great patio, too. Yeah. Not oh, that, my God. Not that patio. it's patio season, but their, their ice bar's gone. I did. I, it was a beautiful ice bar for the winter. Yeah. And I said, how long did it last? <laughs> it, was like, it was like the the weekend before, I think, yeah. that they had called it quits. But she said, yeah, it had gotten real, real narrow. And they were just like eking it out. That's the thing I think everybody was doing. I mean, that was the funny part of that. The one downtown, I felt like it was like an ice cube by the end. Yeah. So, but how fun! I it know. Was super fun. And it is nice that there was a nice little, a little layer of some snow for the. I know we don't call it the Lopet because it's not that anymore. It's the. They still call it the Lopet. They do, but there's a there's a branding to it. Okay. So it's like, if I ask something yeah. something, you know. Yeah. A corporate branding to the ski race. So, but to know that there's like, you know, world class skiers in town today. That's where Keith is on his way right now. Is he on his way? Mm-hmm. Is he a spectating? He is spectating. Does one spectate just like, shoo, shoo, shoo. I don't or know. He's do doing like with some neighbors. Make of ours. a day of it. I think that this, he's going to be there for a few hours, I guess. Like, they're leaving, they're leaving now. So they're not even listening to me. No. Um, and, they're going to be there till probably two o'clock or something like that. Okay. And it is like, I mean, it's chilly right now. It's like 14 degrees the wind outside. It's going to pick up. So we'll see how long it lasts. I know. It is supposed to be 30. So, yeah. I don't warm know. up. It's the wind, I think, that'll, if you're just staying in there, not doing anything, right. that's the one that's, that's kind of hard. But I have to tell you that the surprise for me for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Was well. First of all, we got kicked out of the house because my son oh. was cooking dinner for his girlfriend. <laughs> so Valentine's Day next gen right. was more important than <laughs> right. the old gen. We're like, um, okay, well, yeah. Well, so we went to see American Fiction, which was love, fantastic, hugely love, recommend ten but, out of ten. But, yeah. So before that, we were just like, well, like we don't really care about doing the the whole eat out on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, like, nobody rough. wants to do that. So uh, I'm like, well, let's just get a Big Bowl. It's like right there by the movie theater and da, da, da. We get up to Big Bowl. It is packed. And they're like, do you have a reservation? I'm like, yes, babe. I know. No. Can we just eat at the bar? They're like, oh, yeah. And there happen to be two seats. I mean, I didn't I didn't think about more people having the same idea as you. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I know your genius is very particular, <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> Lots of people are like, you know what? Let's just go to Big Bowl. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So oh my God. anyway, we were able to, to get some Big Bowl in before the, the movie. Well, I took uh, my pack of Divorced Moms, the Divorced Mom Club. We went to, on Valentine's Day, uh, never went to waste a Wednesday out. Um, <laughs> we do Wednesdays pretty big <laughs> we sometimes. We do Wednesdays quite well in our pack. And uh, so just the fact that some of you had to go spend it with your husbands <laughs> made us uh, feel like we might, the husbandless might go celebrate ourselves. And we went to Gia, which is the new women-owned uh, restaurant in South Minneapolis, the old Cave Vin spot next right, to next Pizzeria, Pizzeria Lola. Lola. Yeah. And uh, Joe Seddon and Lisa Wengler are the lady chefs who are running the kitchen. And they're brand new. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's like barely a week old, not even. And Joe was cooking at a winery. Is yeah. that correct? He was out at Sovereign Estates yeah. in Maconia. So if you remember being out there and eating her lovely, you know, and Lisa was out there with her. They just, it was sort of more Joe's okay. gig. Um, and, but this is kind of a nice little like one, two punch. These two knew each other from Belcour days. Uh, Joe is from London. She cooked at River Cafe. Um, and so she's, you know, they're just, they're really kind of just going for this sort of rustic Italian, but yeah. not overly, you know, done up stuff. It's pretty simple fare. Are are we seeing another resurgence in Italian? So much pasta, yeah. I mean, like Dario. So much pasta. Extruded pasta is having a moment right yeah. now. And when we say extruded pasta, we mean 
you know, there's a machine called a bronze die cut. Yeah, the shapes. Yeah, it makes the shapes. And it just like, it's a cool thing that it does it. It just makes the shapes. Um, and I think that it's, uh, yeah, there's a moment. So is are Gia, are they making their own pasta? Or yes. They are. Okay. I, I, yes, I would assume. Yes. Okay. And, and I mean, I actually, I didn't eat pasta. I had, we had steak. We had a beautiful little, like, you know, cut steak um, with... Uh, this really great chili butter on top. Mm. I know it was spectacular with these potato wedges. But then we had risotto. We had a wonderfully herbed risotto with seared scallops. Oh, and it was. I'm like, I love scallops. I know, and I don't ever. I feel like I never order them anymore. And I don't. I feel like I don't know why. I don't know what. Maybe I over scalped in the '90s. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe you know, price point's gotten pretty high on. Maybe them too. that's why. But I was looking for something that I, you guys, I am fully in a fish phase. I will just tell you, I don't, I'm just realizing it. We're going to talk more about that when we talk about restaurant week on the second mm-hmm. hour. But I literally am craving all sorts of fish. So I don't know what that's about. But anyway, uh, we also had, here's what I had at Gia that I loved the most. First of all, just a beautiful pa- plate of prosciutto and speck, which is cured ham. Mm-hmm. And that was just simple with great fresh focaccia. But then the second thing we had was uh, sort of like artichokes that were like lightly dusted in cornmeal or in uh, polenta mm-hmm. and then polenta squares that were fried. Oh, so yum. it was fried polenta and fried artichokes. And then they had a really bright lemon aioli next to them. I'm just telling you that it was done so delicately. And I feel like most of like the frito misto that you sure. find the fried little bits are heavy yeah. and they're oily and oily. they just don't work. And this was a delicate, beautiful plate. This feels like a 90s plate. It does. I'm telling you, this Italian, this rustic Italian is something that we could have as, you know, people who ate in the 90s, yeah. a little bit of a callback. But okay. I'm telling you, this is my question. If you can come up with one and dishers, feel free to weigh in on this if you have longer memories and deeper knowledge. But I'm trying to remember, do we even have, have we even had Italian restaurant run by women? I mean, I was looking back and thinking, and I mean, there's couples for sure, but like really helmed by Broders. Yeah. But I feel like Broders is really that it mean to mean was like, that was like Molly. And then it was like their and the family and the family. But I mean, like women chefs behind an Italian restaurant. I don't know. Yeah. Broders is like what I was thinking. But again, like, you know, Molly kind of runs the front of house and everything else. And then the kids are all Charlie and, you know, those guys are running everything else. But I was looking back to D'Amico's were not, you know, they mm-hmm. were the brothers, even like, um, I don't know about, uh, what was the one that I was thinking about on St. Paul? Ciati's. Remember Ciati's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, but I was just trying to remember. So if you can think of places, Hyacinth, Ricky is, you know, a guy. Would you, would you consider Hyacinth Italian, though? That's what he was. That was, was his, it? yeah. I guess I just don't think about it as Italian. Yeah. And maybe it's. That's what his, I guess that's what he had. That was like his first, his offering sure. was that we're doing this Italian sort of, yeah. you know. But it's interesting. Dario is obviously Joe and and Barla Grassa is, you know, Barla Grassa. Yeah. So anyway, that's a thought. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Seattle, the market, uh, and what I cooked for Jake's birthday and his housemates. And I'm going to tell you a fun little story. We'll be right. And we have a lot going on today. We've got wine. We're going to talk some fish fry. We're going to talk about caviar. And we're going to talk some restaurant week. So lots of things. Stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071.
Some subscriptions just aren't for you. Honey, when do we subscribe to Potato Lovers Weekly? Cat Lady Today? Mold of the Month Club? The New York Mimes? But when you become a member at the YMCA in February, you can get a personal training subscription that is right for you. Plus, Y members gain access to virtual Y and group fitness classes. Wait, mediocre mustaches monthly? Subscribe to a healthier lifestyle. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to a weekly edition of My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman today. Good morning. If you don't know Molly, she is the events and uh, actionable fun guru over at Malcolm Yards <laughs> Does Market. That mean I'm an action figure. You're you kind of should be an action figure. I like that. I, can I know. Get that. I know. I think that's good. Um and uh so we uh you've been I mean, I we should have like a like a countdown of how many times you're like a punch card for every time you do host. Oh, yeah. And then you what know, do I get? Then, I don't know. Like something. <laughs> she get like a T-shirt or something. <laughs> she get like a like a slice of pie. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm always grateful to have you here because you are a uh, you're a chef by trade, like in your in your past and in your future. <laughs> I still cook occasionally. You do. You cook like the wind. You're gluten free and you have a wide knowledge of, you know, and you're, and you're up on the food scene. So you make it's a perfect host, but it's also lovely because people can ask questions of you, you know, and yeah. things that I will just fastly Google. You just sometimes know, which is well, fantastic. And I just love sitting here and talking with you because you're one of my best friends. And so it's an easy gig. Easy gig. Easy gig. Um, OK, I have a story, you guys. So and I thought I would do a whole segment because it, it does include cooking fish. Um, but this last weekend, I wasn't here because, um, well, neither Hanson and I were here last weekend. Um, but I was in Seattle and or Tacoma visiting Giant Baby because it was Giant's baby's 21st birthday this week. It was his birthday, but um, it was sort of a long week. So obviously I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be there for the actual 21st birthday. Not that the Gen Z is doing a lot of like <laughs> shot chasing. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have a different version now. Yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah. He just had like a nice quiet. But he had his party last night. Okay. So at the house. But so here's the, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. So we went, I rented an Airbnb. I rented in Tacoma, a one with that sleeps nine people and has a huge kitchen. And it was Joey and Ryan and I went out, uh, his brothers. And we, um, and we were like, we're just going to go, but we wanted to meet his people. We wanted to meet his housemates. Yep. And I've heard all these stories, you know, I hear Milo this, Avi that, River so-and-so. So uh, we decided to um, just throw a dinner. So what we did was we went up, we woke him up on Saturday morning. We all went up to Seattle and hit, hit Pike's Plake. Place market. Which, how far is that? Is it just well, an hour? Well, that day well, there was some lane closure, so it took us about 50 minutes. Okay. But I mean, normally it's about a 40, 40 yeah. minute drive. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Not yeah. that bad. Um, half an hour on a good day, I think. But so, you know, and it's just one, it's the 405, for God's sakes. And, um, and, you know, it's like you get there early enough and you just, like, we left, I think we picked him up at like 8 30 and then, you know, we parked our car and there was barely anybody there and it was kind of great. It happened to be sunny in Seattle those last couple Which days. Which is rare. Wow. I mean... And gorgeous when it is. Gorgeous. I was like, let's just not do anything. Let's just sit here and listen to the birds and the water and, like, the dogs playing over here and, like, this pan flute dude right here. And it was... And, like, all the smells of all the mm-hmm. stalls. And what I'm going to tell you is that is, like, you cannot not have fish when you're at that place. I, I knew it right away. I was like, what are we going to cook for this dinner for these kids? Like, what is it that, you know, like, and I was Jake, it's your birthday dinner, so what do you want? But honestly, it was like, we just knew it was going to be a salmon moment. Yeah. And like, you had to do it. So we went to the stalls, 
And we said, but I said, there's nine people total, you know, maybe 10. Sure. And so I was like, we need to think about volume, you know? So I bought a four and a half pound side of salmon, fresh King Oro salmon that was, I mean, caught the day before, basically. Did anybody catch a fish? I mean, did you do the no, whole throwing here's the thing? Deal. Like, I've been to Seattle a lot. I know. And it was one of the boys' first time there. But yeah. I just, we kind of were like, you know, also, we were Those on a mission. Those boys wouldn't want to catch Those boys are not fish catchers. <laughs> no, no. No. No, they're not. Um, we love them, but yes. they're not fish catchers. No. But we ended up doing, um, the Seattle market is pretty intense. And it's like, you kind of have to know, I would say, it's not huge. Like, that's the thing, is it's not as big as you may, it's not the sprawling thing. It just kind of, there's a couple buildings well, you and, know? There, and there's the upper and lower levels yeah. too. But when you when it's crowded, like it is crowded, it's condensed. It's condensed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided, um, so we decided that not to buy from the throwing fish guys because you know that's kind of always a scene anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you're not really getting their full attention. Not to, I mean, like when it's busy. So mm-hmm. and this was a Saturday morning, so it was getting busy. We stopped at um, the other guys who are just down the road. There's like three or four actual fresh fish salesmen in the market. The I think it's called Pure Seafood um, is the one, and I've had them. I, the last time I bought fish in Seattle, I had it shipped home from them. Oh, nice! Yeah, which was great. And I th- and I regret very much today not doing that. that. I did not do that. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I have them ship it so that I when mean, I got home, it, it showed up? Twenty twenty four. Don't you think you could order something online and they'd ship it to you? Yeah, I could. But also, I really love my Brookies Fish Market. I'll mm-hmm. just get it from mm-hmm. them, right? But anyway, these guys. Um, so I got a huge side of salmon and then uh we also grabbed two bronzinos nice and bronzinos were whole fish that we got and they're just like little they look like trouts you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and they're just sort of like they're not huge they're just manageable and so we decided to do two ways of the two fish we did the um cartoccio for the salmon which is um, ampapillote which is also cooking it in parchment paper which is a thing that i think that if you're worried, I'm I'm definitely worried about Over- overcooking cooking. salmon because if I overcook salmon, I won't eat it. It's just like to me, it's a non-starter. You know, I can't eat that dry hunk of. I can't do it. And the last thing I want to do is pay like as much as I just paid for four pounds of and salmon ruin and ruin it. Yeah. So here's my best way of doing this, and I forgot I haven't done this in probably like five years, maybe even more. And also for a crowd, right? Mm-hmm. So we had this huge four and a half pound piece of salmon. We cut it into sections. So we had three different sections and we saved one to give to Jake to cook for this week if he Smart. wanted it. And But then you'd have these middle, thick, beautiful sections. We took all the little bones out and had to actually go buy some needle nose pliers <laughs> at the store because we were in an Airbnb. Yes. And then put it in a uh, parchment paper, which is you just create like, I put lemons and limes down. Mm-hmm. I put the piece of salmon on top of it. I hit it with olive oil. I tucked in a bunch of herbs and then I splashed a little bit of wine in there. Mm-hmm. Just a tiny bit, not a lot. Help create the steam. Yep. And then you seal it, you know, like kind of roll it up and then, you know, kind of pinch it on the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know. I think we cooked it at 400 for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 20 minutes. I mean, it, like you said, it's more of a foolproof method, right? So what did you do to the Branzino? So the Branzino, we, and this was perfect because the Branzino actually should have taken the exact amount of time, but because there was two of them, I put them on a, on a tray. I sliced them open a little bit more than they were already, they were gutted and, um, you know, handled. Yep. Um, and then we put in, uh, I, again, I put lemon slices and herbs in the middle of them. Yep. Um, and then I uh, did the salt dome. 
I, no, I was gonna. I was hoping you did yes, that. That's my favorite way to cook fish. And I, it's spectacular for guests to see. And I think that we. I got impatient and I took it out before it was completely perfect because. Here's what happens, you guys. You take, I took, what is it, six cups of, because there was two of them, we took six cups of of kosher salt, kosher salt, and then we did six egg whites. Yep. And you beat the egg whites a little bit, and then you kind of roll, actually, we didn't beat them. No, no maybe we did. Um, usually you do, and you fold it in yeah. to the salt. You're basically creating cement is what you're you doing. You are. <laughs> oh, shoot, we're running out of time. All right, so basically we did, you dome that over the fish. You do. We're going to talk about this. We're going to have yeah, to yeah. come back and talk we'll come about back it. To it. It's, I'm, it's worthy. We're going to talk. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right, you guys, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I want to just tie a bow on this fish thing because I think that it's kind of cool and important. And a lot of people are afraid of overcooking fish. And if you are thinking about eating an alternative protein or you're thinking less actual quote unquote meat, doing a salt dome to cook your fish is is so easy. And it is, again, it's foolproof. You could have, I could have left it in the oven forever. So basically we said to recap, two whole fish on a cookie tray. I'd put a little bit of salt down underneath them, put them on the cookie tray, on the cookie sheet. And then you have this mixture of uh, egg whites and Kosher salt. Yep. And it, that's it. Just egg whites and kosher salt, and you mix it until it feels a little like sand. It feels like a little bit like wet sand. And, and it'll mold together. Yeah. And if you need to throw like maybe a touch of water in there, you can yeah. do that too. But it's basically, you don't have to worry too hard about it because what you're doing is you're just going to, you're going to set it right on the fish and you're going to create just like a sandcastle, like when you buried your, your, yeah. your mom in the beach. You're creating a little <laughs> oven. Yeah. And you, Create this oven and you cover the whole fish. You could leave the tail out a little bit if you wanted to. Some people leave the head out a little bit. Um, I just I just make a whole you know coffin for them basically, yep. and I put them in there. And then you just you stick that in the oven at four hundred, and it's about fifteen minutes. But you really don't. It's really about what you need it to brown, and you need the salt dome to kind of get brown. And you're not going to overcook it. So if you want to go for twenty, if you want to go for thirty, you could. Well, not only that, like I used to do this a lot in catering because it was a great way to cook fish, transport it, yes, and still have it 
warm. Be perfect and yes. warm. Yes. And it wouldn't overcook. Yes. I mean, we would literally bake it off at the uh, kitchen, shove it in a cambro, pull it out at the venue, yep. and crack it open when we were ready for it, and it would be perfect every single time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you, and literally, so here's, let's talk about the cracking, because basically you pulled this thing out of the oven, and you can let it sit on your, what's crazy, you can let it sit on top of the table, on your stove, while you're doing all your other little bits, like yeah. maybe you're finishing up your greens. We did broccoli rabe with some glazed ginger carrots and, you know, some fun stuff like that. Um, and then it's sort of, uh, then you set it on your table and you take a big spoon and it, it feels like it's like a clay center or it's a, cl- it's like a clay dome and you crack it with a spoon and you peel the big chunks of salt off. You can even use a little hammer if you, you want. You can and a chisel. Yeah. And then you basically you want to take your little fish and you just kind of open them, you know, like you kind of give mm-hmm. them, you butterfly them or you splay them a little bit and then you just pull the meat from the inside. It's delicious. Yeah, and you could ask your fishmonger, whoever you're getting your fish from, yeah, to um, scale it um, and ask him to butterfly it. Is, yes. is the term you want to use. Yes. and take the you know take all the bones out, take out the spine. Yeah, but butterfly, and then you're ready to to roll with that. And let's be clear, you can use Bronzino's great because I think that's sort of one of those light fishes. You know, like the mm-hmm. meat is sort of a light. You know, it's not. I want to say overly fishy and that it's not oily. So it's not going to be super rich. It's sort of a medium fish. You could use trout. I've done it with snapper. I've I done it with love doing Arctic char. Arctic char is the top and that's a nice big fish. So yeah. you're always going to get a lot of good, a lot of good meat with that one. Yeah. I Arctic char is like one of my actual favorite fish to eat whole. We used to do it. I remember at Chino Latino, they used to do whole flash fried and then it would come out and they would just peel the sides down and it would be this beautifully fried fish. I don't think I ever got that at Chino. Oh, my God. It was so great. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, hey, you guys, I did want to mention, sorry, I rolled into this, Lex, without totally remembering, but we do have that. So next week, we are going to be at the Home and Garden Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hanson and I are going to be there. She's going to be on stage later in the afternoon. We do have a chance for you guys to win a four-pack of tickets to the Home and Garden Show uh, that's you know taking place next weekend in uh, the Minneapolis Convention Center from the and it's there from the twenty first to the twenty fifth. So that's we're going to give you a four pack of tickets. If you want to give us a call six five one six four one one zero seven one, we'll take the fifth caller as the winner. So you can come out and see us, or you can go and see if you want to b- build a new garage or get All your sorts of things. Get your roof reshingled or get a hot tub. I don't know. I think there's hot tubs there. <laughs> For that, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you guys want to call in and win a four pack of tickets to the Home and Garden Show, um, let's talk about caviar quickly. Let's caviar is such a trend is having a trend moment right now. It really we're hearkening back to the nineties again. Again, what is I it? I didn't think about that until you yeah. said that. You know, it's showing up on menus again. Um, I mean, we had a little caviar moment on a Wednesday. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is really kind of showing up on everything. Yeah. And I think there's Gen Z is having a moment with it. And that's why it's kind of showing up on TikTok, which, of course, is where all the mm-hmm. trends start and then work through the through the ether. You um, had it on your Thanksgiving menu. I did. And I did because I was thinking about it in terms of it's a light. It's a flavor pack, right? Mm-hmm. It's a boost of flavor. It's salty. But and that, you know, kind of uh, ap- what's your appetite? It kind of gets you started. And it's it's easy. So are you seeing specifically caviar or are you seeing roe in general as a, because as a trend? I don't think people know the difference. Okay. So here's the deal. Let's talk about the fact that uh, there is um, there's something about there's like a 14.99% increase in conversations, even like like uh, online 
about caviar. You know, like it's definitely trending. And um, there's something about like, you know, like the the rising flavors that the people like look for online, like tea, cake, salad and whatever. Caviar is number two. Oh, wow. I know. It really is. Surging. It is surging. Right. So um, but let's talk about it, because I do think someone had sent us a note saying, where can I find the sturgeon caviar? And so what I want you to know is that caviar in the way that we say caviar, it is always should always be sturgeon. It's like champagne. Yes. Right. Champagne comes from the champagne region. Caviar comes from the sturgeon fish. And yes. what it is, it's unfertilized eggs. So it's the fish eggs of a sturgeon. Um, and but so not all fit. It's like caviar should be fish eggs from a sturgeon. Not all fish eggs that you eat are caviar. So you obviously find the roe, you know, the salmon roe, which are the pink ones that you usually find, yep. you know, that are in sushi spaces, you know, a lot of... Uh, Scandinavian too. Yeah, a lot of Scandinavian. Um, and for those of you listening, it's R O E. Yes, that's roe. R O E. Um, and the, but there there are different colors of roe from different fishes, right? Just right. like you can get different Trout. colors of eggs from different chickens. Masago. Right? Yeah. Same same sort of thing. And so um, they all are delightful little salt bombs. Yeah, and they're cured in salt, and they're typically like the sturgeon caviar. Caviar is typically cured. Uh, in is black, dark gray, or brown. It's the darker ones. Right. Um, and the other caviars, you know, the red ones from salmon, trout, lumpfish, tobiko, masago, are typically orange or red. And so that's, you know, that's the difference. I think that there's a flavor difference, obviously. I, th- I think there well, is. Do and, you? And with a size difference. Yes. You know, some of the eggs are a little bit larger, and so you get a different mouthfeel from yes. that. Yeah. And the way that it plays with a dish, when when it bursts, I mean, that is part of the caviar experience, yes. right? Is, is the the burst of flavor that you get. And so the size, you know, does help with that. Yeah. Um, and I do think there's, I think I typically love the... Um, I mean, I love them both, and I think mm-hmm. that there's just I think that the red, the the usually the salmon roe has um has a bit more. It's like it's deeper flavor actually. I think the caviar tends to have like I get salt and I get the the one note of it. It's delicate. It's it's a little Agreed. bit more delicate. Yeah, I think some of the salmon roe you could is not really fishy is not the right word, but you can get more of that fish taste yes and there's obviously different kinds of of sturgeon caviar Mm -hmm. there's ocetra you know you're going to see the savruga the siberian the beluga and so different ones are going to cost different you know there's going to be different grades of it that you'll find um i will tell you this you can find it like at byerly's yeah (laughs) in st louis park i've seen little jars of of caviar there um i would recommend going to coastal seafood to look for it of course i'm going to shout out brookies because they have uh they have it in their little case i ordered mine from west side wines next door as Mm -hmm. well so there's ways to you can find it you can find it online you can get it shipped to you and it's not going to be bad because they're cured you know what i mean this is not a fresh product this is a cured product i'm going to go out on a limb i think that they have it at um oh what's the world market oh what i think hilarious i think they have some there they have such crazy things back there right where is there a world market anymore there's one in roseville okay I don't even know if it's still there. I know. I mean, I don't even know if they still exist. There was one in Maple Grove for a while. Um, but here's what I want to say is that we have, uh, we have, uh, there's a way of eating caviar. A lot of people, the, the trendy way is the bump, which is you put it on your, 
your your hand, and I think this is so Trevelyan, you know what I mean? To put it on your hand and then you sort of like do like a, a shot off your hand and you lick your hand of caviar and then you follow it with, <laughs> it with some bubbles. Some Dom Perignon or whatever <laughs> bubbles you have on hand. And I think that's a fun way of doing it. Not to be extravagant. Not to be but... to fancy, but it's fun. Right? It was fun. It was fun. But I also, for me, the way that I've most commonly had it, and I think is a wonderful way. I know people, some people say don't serve it with potato chips because they think that's too much salt. But I love it. With a little creme fraiche on a tiny potato chip, there we go. With some fresh onion. Yes, a little shell, shallot, Mm -hmm. little chive on top. I, you know, it's so funny when we're talking about the different colors, there is something about seeing the black or the dark caviar on top of something, it is it is literally gilding the lily. It right? is gilding like the it. Lily. It just looks luxurious, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah, I don't feel the same when I see like the salmon row or I don't know. Yeah, it, the black for some reason is ingrained in our. Maybe it's from all it the eighties and nineties. It is the eighties and nineties movies. Yeah, right. I know it is. Well, I would just recommend. It's not. You know, I I will tell you. I paid. I think I paid fifty five bucks for a jar of uh, some good. Beluga caviar, I think. Or That's so, not bad. No, it's it was really affordable. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for caviar. That's yeah, for, for caviar. I know, and it's it is like an ounce. <laughs> it's a small amount, but again, you don't need a lot. You just it's right. like a little teeny tiny. Like we would put the little spoons, and then you know, and definitely don't use. I think they say don't use metal spoons. Don't use metal spoons. They usually typically they're oyster spoons. Yes, mother of pearl. Mother of pearl. I have two. You, I mean, from my mother. Yeah, <laughs> my mother's mother of pearl. Um, and so that's kind of, it's just a fun way. It's a, it's a fun treat. It's a great appetizer, like us, like a little entry for a cocktail party, I think. So there you go. Yeah, a way to lux it up. Lux it up, babies. All right. I just want to say, Corrine, congratulations to Corrine Webster of Minneapolis, who won the four pack of tickets to the Home and Garden Show. If you do happen to be there next week, we will be there right away. I think the doors open at 10 a.m. You'll find us broadcasting from, um, I think some, Fake grass usually is what happens. So find us in the back. <laughs> we'll listen in on your way in and we'll tell you where we are. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So you'll feel free to give us a call and ask us anything, you know, fish related, caviar related, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. And Molly. And Molly. Please ask Molly. Don't make me be the burden, or don't make me carry the burden. <laughs> we'll carry it together. We'll carry it together. Um, 651-641-1071 is the number you want to call if you want to ask us anything about, I don't know, fish or cooking or going out, all the good things. We have Brian on the line. Brian, how's it going today? Good, good. I heard you on Laurie and Julia. You mentioned Quaviet in Northeast. Yes. I live five blocks away in the fantastic egg rolls. Oh, God. Brian, do you eat them every week? I do not go there as much as I should. But. Oh, well, I mean, honestly, it would be hard. You'd have to, like, pace yourself, I think. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Well, good shout out for them. All right. Have a good day, Brian. Do you know what I did not realize what? until the State Fair this past year? Oh, that they were the same ones? That Quaviet. The, the egg rolls, because yeah. I've always avoided them, are actually gluten-free. I know. Oh, you didn't know I that? did not know that. I've been avoiding them, uh. like, all these years. And then I finally, somebody told me, and I went and had, they're delicious. I was oh like, my oh, my gosh. Well done, you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Susan on the line. Susan, how's your day? What can we do for you? Hi. Um, my name is Susan, and I'm a peasant. <laughs> okay. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? So uh, I don't ever get caviar, but um, my question is mainly about 
frozen fish. Okay. Prepared frozen fish. Oh. Um, oh. I grew up in a household that my mom didn't make any fish, so um, I, I don't go to the fresh case and get anything like that. I, I go to Costco and Sam's and regular grocery stores, and I see the array of all kinds of frozen products, but I don't know which one to get. For I don't want to taste test at all kinds of money just to sure. get a good product. Right, right, uh, right. Is there anything offhand that either of you know is a good solid uh, fish every time you put it in the oven and bake it? So now, are you talking when you say prepared fish? Did you mean that it was already cooked and you're just reheating? Or- yes, you just. It's a frozen product that you get, a, like Gortons. I've seen the Gortons. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I yeah. would say like fish sticks and those kind of fried fish yeah, things. Yeah, I, I just want like a cod or a white, a good beer-battered cod. Or oh. Well, and I would say usually a, a already prepared frozen fish is going to lose texture unless it is breaded. Yeah. And right. you're crisping it back They're up breaded. in the oven. Once I look at our breaded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good product right offhand. I don't either. But I do think um, if you're looking for, uh, I think Trader Joe's, I haven't seen what mm-hmm. they have, but they mm-hmm. do have a really fantastic way of, I mean, their frozen products are really some of the best in the grocery business. Okay. And so that is a really good way of like thinking about um, that kind of a, yeah, to get, a to get, yeah, to try whatever. I would give them a try, whatever they have in their cases. And, and, and I'm talking about, like, people that have teenagers and stuff. They're, they're not going to want to go to preparing fresh fish. Well, and, and this is what I'm saying is that it's like, I think there's a way that you can do There's a, It's really actually a lot easier if it's outside of fried. I would agree that frying fish is a tough one to do in your house. But mm-hmm. if you want to just get, like, regular, like, frozen halibut, and actually frozen shrimp is such an easier way to mm-hmm. go about it, which is a little bit fresher and less processed, which is always in my mind. I've done the shrimp. Yeah. Well, and I would say, I mean, I have a teenager at home, and actually fish cooks so quickly yeah. that it is um, one of those fast dinner options. Yeah. So, right. Are you talking about fresh, or are you talking about from fresh. the Fresh. Yeah, I mean, you could do fresh, and you could even some of the, like, like I know that I've bought um, at some of the Asian stores, you know, like uh, United Noodle, I have gotten tuna, you know, like mm-hmm. a big, lovely cut of tuna that has been frozen, yep. and then all I do is I thaw it, and I do like a quick pan sear on it, and it's kind of beautiful. Remember, I'm a peasant. Yeah, no, it's not expensive. <laughs> like that's the thing is, like it's no more expensive than like pork, you know, yeah. or beef. Actually, these days, yeah. I did buy a frozen product from Aldi, and it was pretty good. Oh, okay. Out when I got a bone. Oh well, that's sometimes you'll. It is fish. Yeah, you, you might. It's a little bit harder than to find those beautiful little feather bones than it is other. Aldi things. and Trader Joe's were owned by the brothers. Oh, I, I didn't know, know that. that. I know that. Huh. Yeah. Wonderful. I like all these. Oh, good for you. All right. Well, Susan, let us know if you find something at Trader Joe's that you would like advocate for. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Anytime. Have a good day. You too. Yeah, that's a toughie. I know that that's my thing. And I did put a quick question up on the Facebook, you guys. I was asking about, you know, what's your favorite fish to cook? What's your favorite place to eat fish? Or do you have fish cooking goals this year? Because I think a lot of people, especially in the Midwest, we don't have that fresh fish mentality. We have lake fish mentality, but that's not the same. We have a shore lunch idea, right? And you have like, maybe if you were, you had someone who fished in lakes for you. But the most of us, because we are a landlocked state... We haven't had that ocean fish uh, tradition. I guess so. I mean, I grew up in... On the ocean, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the ocean, but I grew up in Florida and then yeah. lived in, in San Diego for uh, six years. And yeah, there there is much more of, like you said, a non-breaded fish uh, 
culture yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, I feel like there's there's lots of that at restaurants here too. There's always a fresh fish option. On yeah, the yeah, but you're so let me just level set too that that when Ocean Air came to town, when they create didn't come to town, when they created Ocean Air in town, yeah. that was a massive that was like People were like, you can't really do like a fine dining restaurant oh, with sure. fish because yeah. they hadn't. It was the beginning of using the airport hub mm-hmm. as a fish conduit. Like that mm-hmm. was like we just didn't have the tradition of having ship fish shipped in. But then in the 90s, like with all of the steakhouses and all of, you know, bringing in crab and doing more of a volume, we got more fish to the Midwest. Well, and I think that was a conversation we had with Billy yeah. um, the other night was how much tuna he brings. In. Oh, my like, God. I mean, God. he's he said that he's the biggest uh, importer of tuna. Whole tuna. And I was like, in Minnesota, in the Midwest, he goes, in America, Molly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, he goes through three whole tunas, which they, these are giant fish, you guys. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Yeah. Uh, three whole tuna a week. Yeah. And so it's incredible. But yes, he's able to do that mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the system is there. The system is there. It has yeah. been built. And that is why in the early, like in when Ocean Air started, it was like sort of in its infancy. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, there's like just, it, it really has to do with the way that our airport works. We can't, you can't do the same type of restaurant like that in like the middle of Iowa if you don't have like a great airport, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause the transport is key. Yeah. Cause you want to get them fresh. There are definitely places that like, you know, you can, you can get fish here today that is super fresh because it was on a boat a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same as like being in Seattle where they pulled it out of the bay and drove it, you know, right. <laughs> and and granted or we have, it at you. yeah, they throw they throw it right to you. <laughs> and granted, up in the north, we have you know we have like the fish from the lake fish, like you know that are doing it, but it's different. It's like lake fish, yeah, it's like superior. Anyway, we're gonna take a break, you guys. We're gonna come back with a really hot second hour talking about restaurant week. We got some wine stuff and fish fry coming up. We'll be right back. This is a weekly dish. My talk one oh seven one.